Welcome to the Sports Finder Athlete in the Arena. We interview top athletes from all around the world, gaining real insight into their careers and what it truly takes to become a professional athlete and compete at the highest level. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, and good morning to all of our listeners from around the world. My name is Michael Savides, and I am the host of the Sports Finder interview series called Athletes in the Arena. And where we interview athletes from all around the world, from various disciplines, where we try to gain real insight into the athlete's career and truly understand what it takes to become a professional athlete that competes at the highest level. So today, our guest is Nick van der Velden, a now-retired Dutch professional footballer and currently an academy coach at AZ Alkmaar in the Netherlands. So Nick had quite an illustrious career. And Nick, first of all, thank you for your time and thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you. All right, cool. So by, Nick, by me saying Nick had an illustrious career, he was quite successful in his own right, where he did play for clubs like RKC Walwick. He played at FC Dordrecht, AZ Alkmaar, of course, where he reached very good uh, success. And clubs like Villamy, Dundee United in Scotland. And finally, end of his career in, in Bali for the Indonesian side, Bali United. So, Nick, again, thank you so much again. Um, it's a real pleasure to have you on the Athletes in the Arena series. And I want to jump straight into it. And I have a few questions that I'd like to ask you. And be more, you're more than welcome to answer them how you feel. So, starting off, Nick... Um, who was the player that you looked up to growing up? Who inspired you and potentially based your game on when you were a very young football player? Um, for me, it was Zinedine Zidane. Okay. Because of this way of football playing, uh, it looked so easy, but it wasn't. And yeah, especially in his late years, for me, it was amazing to see him play. It was always a pleasure to see him play because his technique is, is, is so good. You know, his basics... It's amazing. It's left, right. It's unbelievable. Um, the choice of positioning in the game, um, his touches. Uh, it was a pleasure to, to to watch him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, and I totally agree. And I remember Sir Alex Ferguson once saying that give him ten pieces of wood and Zinedine Zidane, and he won the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that's a perfect answer, um, Nick. So. The next question is, is what, what was your first professional contract you received? And take us through that experience of going through that whole process. I was quite late at uh, professional football because I was still 18 and just turned 19. I was still playing at, at, uh, at the fourth league of Holland. And, but I never, I never gave up because it was my dream. So I always trained harder than I could. Uh, I trained extra. I watched my sleep. I watched my... my, my Nutrition. Um, so for, for me, it was it was a dream come true that at a late age, uh, Marcel Brons from Everton, uh, he take me to RKC Walwijk. Just a small contract, but he gave me the chance to um, introduce me to professional football, and I take the the chance with both hands. I think, and yeah, for me, it was the the perfect moment for all the uh, things I did for my sports and for my dreams. So. That, that's interesting. That's very interesting because, like you said, you were at the age of 18, 19, and you still had not received your first professional contract. Where nowadays, some people are receiving their contracts at a very young age. So, was there ever a time where you maybe thought, 
I'm not good enough. Maybe this is not a career for me. Uh, honest? No, <laughs> because I was not going out. I was um, I was busy with my dream, and and I still believed in every opportunity. I did everything I could to achieve it. So for me, it was like when the time is ready, I'll be there. And and yeah, for me, it was was that moment, and it was all the hard working was, was paying off. And and yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and we'll get into what it actually takes and what the mindset actually has to be to become a professional top athlete, especially for our younger viewers. I do have a question though regarding you were obviously a left winger. Did you start off playing a left winger and did you evolve in your career or was it a position that you had always played? In the youth, I played almost, I played in the Ajax Youth Academy. Yeah. Um, play several positions right back, left back, right winger, striker, left back. Left winger, uh, number 10, right, left midfielder. So I played a lot of positions. So, But I was normally a number 10. That was my favorite position because I can attack, I can defend. Uh, I give the passes, I also make the runs. So number 10 was my position. And, and later in my career, I, I play like another a, a real left winger, but more yeah. uh, like a free role as a second number 10. You know? Okay. That position fits me. No, no, that's that is that is really interesting because I do know career players' um, positions typically change as they as they grow and as they progress through their career. So I know you've played with, under some very good managers. I've done my research and some of the managers that you had played underneath. Who was the most influential manager that you had played underneath, and why? I know you had worked with Van Gaal and maybe Kuman. Um, can you take us through that? Yeah, Van Gaal was um, was the coach when I played at the highest level. Was my first coach. So I played the second division uh, for three years, and then I go up to the to the Eredivisie, the highest league of Holland. Mm. And my first coach was Louis van Gaal at that moment. Um, yeah, for me, that is by far the best coach I I had in my career. Uh, why? Because every detail he, he he thought about it, you know. So there was no co- coincidence. Uh, everything was well prepared and. And for me, yeah, tactical, one of the best coaches. Yeah, that one. Nah, this, it, it is the best coach I work with. Yeah. No, I'm, so myself being a Manchester United fan, and obviously Van Gaal having going there later on in his career after achieved, I think, everything in the game. The, um, Wayne Rooney had actually said that he was one of the best coaches that he had worked underneath based on his tactical nowadays. So it's really good to hear that. And I mean, I, I admire the man and it's just a pity he didn't reach the levels of success that he potentially could have had at Man United. Potentially, that didn't give him enough time. So uh, the next question I have for you, Nick, is playing at such a high level, winning the Dutch Evidency. And I mean, that these are, these are huge career uh, achievements. For our younger viewers and people trying to get to that level, what is the mentality? You always hear of the mentality of a player. What does it take, like the mindset, the hard work that you speak about, the diet? What was it that you believe differentiated you and helped you get to that level? Um, the first thing is, is belief in yourself. Believe that you can achieve it. Um, because there can be coaches, there can be trainers um, who can believe in you. But don't lose faith. Just just keep doing what you what you're doing and, and think what's right for you. Um, for me, it was it was easy. I want to be a professional football player, so I I I go to people. I know uh, some players who are professional, 
and I ask them information about, okay, what can I do to get better? Uh, yeah. What's it like to be a professional? And I think if you, if you, if you get that information, um, it gets not easier, but you know what to do to reach to the top. I think it's to um, develop every day, just to get better every day. I think that that's the most important thing, um, that you want to be better every day and that you not had a day that you think like, okay, why, uh, that you later, so for me, it was like, I don't, if I watch back when I'm older, I don't yeah. to, uh, look back and say, hey, wh- why, don't, why didn't I train a little bit harder or, so I I don't want to look back and 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 tell myself what if no yeah. you know what I mean yeah no I, I think that's better. perfect what, no I want to do everything about the situation to become every day better than I was yesterday and if you have that mindset in every way also in in nutrition also in power training also in train your brain yeah, um, recovery. Every kind of way you can get better, do it. And, and I'm and Nick, and that, I think that was perfect because I was going to follow up with the question like, what bit of advice would you give to young athletes? And I think you hit the nail on the head there. And it just goes to show that it requires so much dedication beyond what meets the eye. And I think that was that, that was a perfect answer. So now moving on, and obviously you've you've obviously played with some very very good soccer players and football players, should I say? Who was one player that you maybe looked forward to playing with most? And who was the player that surpri- surprised you the most with their skill and the, the way they went about their career? Um, the best player I played with, I think, is Moussa Dembele from Tottenham Hotspur. And, uh, Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, he was so powerful, naturally powerful and naturally skilled with left and right. I, I, he has a natural power of movement, of strengthness, but... Just with left and right, he just take the ball, cut it off, take his other leg, shoot it left, shoot it right. Yeah, it was crazy. He's one of the best players I've I've ever played with. It was unbelievable. Okay. And and was was there ever a player that before you joined you you had an idea or perception of how they played and they they surprised you in training or in the games that you you that actually you you took on after that. Um, yeah, it was Munir El I don't know if you know this player. Okay. No, no, I don't know. No, he was playing at uh, Ajax after AZ. Okay. Um, also an amazing player. But I didn't know he was that good until I played with him. Yeah. He's also at AZ Altman now as a coach. Okay. So um, he was natural skilled. He, do, he, he just do everything with his right leg. He don't shoot yeah. with left. But everything he do is outside right like charisma, you know? Yeah, like charisma with uh, the banana yeah. kick, right? With the, yeah, with yeah. Right, uh, yeah. Outside. Yeah, his movements is also his way of thinking, smart player, but also a real professional, you know? Real professional. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, the reason why I ask that, that, that question is because you often hear of these kind of when they professionals are interviewed. And I remember in the interview with the Ruud van Nistelrooy, they asked him the same question and he spoke about Paul Scholes how on the turn of the shoulder he could, he could get the ball through to the striker and he actually had to adapt his game. And I think th- those are the kind of questions I like to get because not many people will admit to these things. So that, that's good to hear. So now, obviously, you played majority of your career in the, in the Dutch league and then you did have a stint in the Scottish league with uh, Dundee United. 
and you actually did win a trophy there. Can you take me through like the transition? I know that the, the Scottish league is maybe potentially a lot more harder and it's seen as a religion there. And I'm sure you played against teams like Celtic and Rangers with the yeah. fans and with that atmosphere. How was that transition, not only for the football sense, but also the atmosphere in the stadiums? Yeah, I know a few few games was was crazy. Um, the, the how do you call it? The audience, yeah, are more a little bit more passionate about football than than in Holland. Um, yeah, the the people are very friendly, so the culture there is respect, a lot of respect. Only in the game, <laughs> yeah, just fight, you know, and they yeah. they will um, their mindset is much better than the Dutch. Um, Dutch people, you know, you know what I'm saying. Are you talking about the the, the fans or the players? Uh, no, no, no. The, the players, the players are they have a better mindset. Really? How so? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's difficult to explain, but they they it's it's a different kind of way of playing football. They, they will fight to the last second, you know. In, yeah. In Holland, in Holland is more in the Netherlands is more like uh, playing um, good possession on the ball and. Not really the hard tackles, but more yeah. stand uh, too long on your feet, and you know what I mean. So yeah, no, I know. So in the beginning for me it was really hard to adapt, but get it the way um, I, I I do my thing, and and um, I, I'm a technical player. So for yeah. me in this kind of situations, I create some freedom because they come with tackles, so I, I do a a fake shot. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> In that way, um, for me, it was good. But yeah, it was more long balls running, and, and that's not my style. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different kind of game. Outside of Holland, it was good experience to play in Europe, but in another country. But yeah, one year was was enough for me because I, I did it. Was at the age of thirty five. Yeah, and it's to, uh, to, yeah to outside of Holland, so it's quite late. But I was still fit, and 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 afterwards at Bali. That was a dream also because I want to play outside of Europe. So you manage to have just a few more goals that you want to achieve. I yeah. want to be a football player in Holland. I achieved it. I want to play outside of Holland. I want to achieve it in Europe. And I want to go foreign to, to Bali United in Indonesia at the age of 36, 37. So it is quite late on in your career. So yeah. I mean, even going to Scotland, which is a very uh, a tough league, I mean, not only physically, but now, as you said, mentally, which is interesting. And I think it's testament to the individual that you actually are. And uh, so, Nick, um, I know a lot of players do have this. I used to have some uh, pre-game ritual. Did you have any pre-game rituals or anything that you would do before a game that was part of your preparation? Uh, most of the time, I listen to music. Yeah. Um, so, like you have the... Yeah, at that time I didn't have it because it was just <laughs> the wires, wire. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I grab, I grab a ball, I grab a ball, and and shoot against the the wall. Just the touches with left or right, you know, some some skills I do a little bit. Just the feeling of the ball, and just before I leave, five minutes before I enter the pitch for the warming up, I um I visualize some moments in the game I w- I should have, you know, so some visualizations um about attacking moments um shots you know i go inside yeah. and uh, i shoot a, a ball or you know that kind of things i already uh put it in my brain because i think when you visualize uh yeah maybe things would uh, you're more prepared because um 
just like a, a technical uh, uh, fake shot or you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, how you call it a, a scissor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? maybe uh, do the, the Cruyff turn or something like that. The drive, yeah, yeah, this yeah, stand yeah. on the ball, you know, that kind of things. Yeah, but um, yeah, so so that in the late years. I, I read more about it, so I start more visualizing, and, and it helps me uh, to to remain my focus uh, into the game. Yeah, I mean that that's interesting because I do know some players also have these kind of preparations where they won't be able to talk to anyone before the game. They won't eat anything the night before. I know Bruno Fernandez once spoke about he has to have a cappuccino before he goes to bed. There's various ways, and it's always interesting to hear the specific. Yeah, I know. I mean, everyone has their own unique thing that works for them, and it's always good to hear this. So, I mean, you've obviously played at the highest level, and you played against some very good teams. What team or opposition did you play against? Was one that you really looked forward to, and what team was the most difficult opposition that you had played against? Do you think? Um, I always look forward to play against Ajax. Yeah, I'm sure because I was. Yeah, I was a PSV fan of the Ajax because I was born in Amsterdam. So I want to play against the club, you know, um, where all my friends live. So they come to the stadium to watch me play. Yeah. Um, yeah my main goal was uh, to score against the top three of Holland. The PSV fan of the PSV in Ajax. Yeah. And I managed that, to do that. It was also a goal for me, you know, to score in, 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 the, in the games from the top of Holland. And um, yeah, for me, it was a special moment when I scored in the arena. Because I was born in Amsterdam, so I want to play against Ajax. And so for me, well, there was a moment for me that was very special. Um, what was the other question? Sorry, the, the, the toughest opponent that you played against, because you also played in Europe. Um, maybe you came up against some tough teams in Europe. Um, yeah, we I play against a few big clubs. Well, I think Arsenal. Okay. Uh, what what year was that? Because that was obviously when Arsene Wenger potentially Henry and. 2010. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah I can't remember. I, I think Fabregas and then maybe, maybe have been there, right? Yeah. He must have been a great player to, to actually just watch on the field because he was quite the magician himself. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, Amazing. That, that, that's, that's very cool. And um, so, was there ever a player that you played against and you were almost surprised at how good he actually was? Because I'll give you an example. A lot of People look at maybe Scott McTominay now, the person from Manchester United. And from, yeah. from the TV perspective, it doesn't maybe look like he's, at, he's, he's competing, competing at the highest level. But everyone that plays against him talks about his power, his impact, his pace, and his strength. Was there ever a player that you came against and you were completely surprised and taken back about how good he was? Yeah, I played a few times against Hakim Sier. Uh, Sierk, yeah. And this guy was amazing. I mean, he went, they went up to the semi-finals in the Champions League in the, with the Ajax team, with him in the team, right? At that time, he was playing at um, at Twente, FC Twente, as a, as a club in Holland. Mm. Uh, and and that was the first moment I um, I played against him, and he made a move against me. And normally, yeah. I I see the player how he moves, and then I take it. But <laughs> he made one movement, and I was I was really complete gone. You know, I was yeah. I could many do anything so I thought wait, this player is amazing man this this is this is also a next level player and you see what he did at Ajax and you see what he did do now at Chelsea and at the national team of Morocco this is a really high quality player and and if the Chelsea fans uh, give him the opportunity to let him stand just for 30 games mm. he will 
he would do a lot at Chelsea. <laughs> I believe that. And I agree with you. And I think it's, it's maybe now the modern game now where a player, if they potentially get the opportunity to play and they don't perform, it takes him a lot longer to get that opportunity again where you need a run of five, six, seven games. I mean, yeah. Donny van der Beek is probably a good example of Manchester United as well. You need a run of games to truly see the potential of the player. And I know Ziyech potentially hasn't got that opportunity yet, but I, I mean, I truly believe he's a good player myself. Yeah, he's amazing. But, but I also say um, you come in a different culture. You're not in the same... Um, like at Ajax, he was at home because he has his friends around him, his family around him. And now we come in a different culture. Um, you need to adapt. First, you need to get um, uh, adapt the, uh, the way of eating. There's a different kind of nutrition there. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, different expectations. Uh, a bigger club, so it's more pressure. Um, give him one, two years first to adapt, and then you can um, uh, see if he to um, the pressure um, to play. It's difficult for me to say. Yeah. Um, give him some time, and he will he will manage it to. to fix I it. I, I agree. I I agree. The players need time, and I think just at the rate at which the the, the game is moving now is it like I was mentioning. Yeah. If you don't take your opportunity, it's very hard to establish yourself. And it also comes down to the manager now. If the manager actually truly believes it's in this individual and wants to give him this time, so I mean I can yeah. totally yeah. see that. I can totally see what you're saying there, Nick. And Nick, I mean, it's a typical question I think most footballers get asked, but it's always interesting to hear everyone's answer. Who, in your opinion, is the best player currently and the best player to ever have played the game, in your opinion? What's the first question? Sorry. Who is the best player currently in the world, in your opinion? In my opinion? For me, I I like the way how Messi played um, at his Barca time. Yeah, it was. Ah, this was next level. It was. It was crazy. But when I look at Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he managed to do that in every, uh, of, in 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 different kind of countries in the best competition of the world. He was scoring a lot, you know, and and yeah. and for 15, 16, 17 years in a row now. I think probably right. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, he, he left Juventus in the in the summer and he finished the year as their top scorer now. It's crazy, right? It's mad, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But human, you know what I mean? To, to yeah. and, and I'm not looking at the skills, but I'm looking at also the mentality. This this guy is is, is crazy, man. <laughs> this this guy is 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 mentally so strong. Is how can, how can you perform that kind of level? Every year, consistently, yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of respect for this guy, really. It's, but I like the way of style of Messi. I like the way how he plays and how he moves, and you know. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think um, I think the, the the key point that you mentioned is the consistency over a duration of such a long period of time, yeah, yeah. and like obviously now with the way Mohamed Salah is playing at Liverpool, and he's had quite a successful few years at Liverpool. Yeah. And the question is always, can he maintain that for the 10, 15 years? And can he do that at the, at the highest level? And potentially, if he were to leave Liverpool to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona, could he do it? And yeah. that's, that's something that I would be interested in seeing. So, so whilst we're on this conversation of like players and players that you admire, which is one player that you wish you had played with? Dead, alive, current, old, 
Any player? Ooh, I think probably Johan Cruyff. Yes, yes, of course. Because and, and why do you say that though? Not only because you're Dutch, but like what do you what is in his game also, that you truly also want? the way how he plays, but yeah. also the way of thinking about football. I want to have discussions with him about football. I want to I want to learn from him. You know, I want to yeah because his way of thinking was was different than other kind of people. Um, he always thinks three, four steps ahead in every kind of way. And yeah. and yeah, we have a coach at, uh, at AZ Almar, Martin Haar. He yeah. played a few times against him and he told me some things. And um, just, to, just to mention one thing, you know, he said to Martin, uh, there's the coach at AZ, he said, Martin, do you know why I always do the throw-in? So Martin said, no, I don't know. Because I get the ball back and I'm the best player around. So uh, that's why I, you see, that yeah, is interesting. That is interesting. You know, wow. So, yeah. His way of thinking was, yeah, it's, it's, I like it, you know, a different kind of way of thinking about football. And, and I, would, I would never think of it that way. I mean, but that speaks to his brilliance. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of things, uh, I want to learn from him. And that's too bad I, I can't. But yeah. if I could turn the time, I, I would. I would. I would play with him. I love that. That was a perfect response, Nick. That was perfect. So I do. Um, we have two more questions, then we can end off, Nick. So obviously now you're the academy coach at AZ Alkmaar, and I would imagine now you have an idea of eventually getting to the first team, whether that's there or elsewhere in Europe. Where do you see yourself in the next five years um, with your career now? Um, I'm now four years at the club, two yeah. years just assistant coach, and now I'm head coach of under-15s. Yeah. So I, I I do it slowly because I want to um, I want to learn a lot. So I want to do it le- just little level ups, just all the time, you know, uh, not too fast because I think as a coach, it's 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 uh, a job for what yeah you need to get a lot of experience, you know, so yes. that you experience a lot. Um, I'm not ready to be a head coach in the next seven or eight years, I think, because I want to do a lot of things. I want to learn more. I I want to develop me every day, just like I want for my players to develop every day. So I'm curious about every kind of thing in football. Um, I watch a lot of webinars. I, I read a lot of <laughs> books about football. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so for me, for me is uh, development is for me key. You know, in every kind of way. Um, so you're not rushing it, is what I'm, I'm taking from no, you. No, no, taking no, no. your time. Because yeah. If I if I'm just Coming there in several years, you can I can say eight years, but it could be twelve. You know, I don't know. It, it's I think you cannot plan that. Uh, it's the way how everything goes. You know, but I believe in that. Um, but the most important thing is, um, yeah, I want to be a head coach someday of of, uh, of the highest league of Holland for a team, and that, that's what my my dream is. And and maybe it can I can dream a little bit more. Is is foreign club, you know. Yeah, in, in a nice competition. But for me, development is key. And 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 if I think I'm ready, I will do the next step. But it's, it's difficult. You cannot plan. It's it's. I will do my best in every kind of way. The same way I've that I've never let go of my dream to become a football player. So um, I think if I have something on my mind, I will do anything to to achieve it. And on that note, we've come to the end of the interview. So Nick. First of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for, I mean, that was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I think our audience will also take a lot of insight from that. So thank you. And I look forward to seeing how you progress in your career. And maybe in five, 10 years from now, 
when you when you're coaching maybe the Holland team or is it Alkmaar first team? I can say that I was one of the first guys to interview you on athletes in the arena. So again, thank you, Nick, for your time. And to everyone listening, this this will be on our YouTube channel, on our, our podcast, and all over our social media. So thank you for your time, Nick. And yeah, good luck for the year ahead. Cheers. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, I enjoyed it too. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Take care, yeah. man. Thanks for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. Subscribe to our show for the latest episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for more information, check out our website at sportsfinder.com. Yeah.